What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. Welcome to episode three of Life in Motion. In this episode, I talk with Emily Rathmanner, who you might consider a modern-day backpacker. Since graduating college, she's created her own path, traveled everywhere from Australia to Peru, all while trying to make a positive impact along the way. Hey guys, I have uh, Emily Rathmanner here, um, who's actually currently in Peru, um, but her and I have worked with each other um, and kind of know each other through one of our nonprofit partners, uh, Ways for Development, um, where you know she's worked with uh, their social media and their marketing, um, and also uh, volunteered there as well, but uh, we'll get into a little more than that a little bit later, but just kind of kick things off a little bit, Emily. Um, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about, you know, your different hobbies, um, your interests, uh, just so we can kind of get a better understanding of, of who you are and, and uh, what you're all about. Cool. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. I appreciate it. I'm stoked to be here. Um, well, yeah, I'm from, I'm from Delaware, the small state on the East Coast. Um, I just turned 27, so I've been... Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I've been, um, I guess since college, I, I went to Virginia Tech. Um, since college, I've been traveling the world, basically working as a graphic designer, finding different different gigs to trade work and food. Um, I'm heavily involved with the surf surfing and the beach and everything nature and outdoors related um i'm a big fan of of art and yeah just just getting outside interacting with nature and animals those are some of my hobbies i'd say so um so growing up in in delaware i know there are some surfing there um especially when some nor'easters come your way yeah. uh so, so I'm guessing, is that where you kind of got into surfing and kind of that um, outdoors lifestyle and then even um, making the connection of how you got from Delaware to Virginia Tech, um, for those of you who don't know, is basically in the middle um, of the mountains in Virginia, I guess would probably be the best way to describe that. Um, so it's kind of uh, two different worlds from there to Delaware. So I'm sure that helped kind of feed your outdoor and adventure lifestyle as well. So. Is it all kind of start there in Delaware? Or? Um, well, and if we're talking in terms of surfing, what really got me interested in surfing is the old TV show, The OC. Okay. Um, maybe it's just because I was from Delaware and I, I dreamed of moving to California and interacting with surfer boys. But <laughs> um, I yeah, we, we have some waves in Delaware. So I was we were always at the beach during the summer, me and my family. Um, and one of my brother's friends, um, Tim, he got me into surfing. I think I remember my first wave at like 16 or so. Um, but I was never really that good. It was just something I've always wanted to, to be a part of. I loved the culture and the lifestyle behind it. And then, yeah, you're right. Um, going to Virginia Tech, I mean, I, I wanted to get out of Delaware I wanted to go like explore. My parents wouldn't let me go to the West Coast or Hawaii. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going south and um, ended up at Tech. And really, that's where um, I was exposed to the outdoor lifestyle. Uh, I worked for a, a kind of like campus adventures company doing some marketing for them. So we always were going caving and, you know, 
hiking and all, all sorts of fun, fun outdoor activities. And I just really fell in love with the mountains then. Um, also give a lot of credit to my friends who introduced me to new things, whether it's rock climbing or something like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for going to tech and just being in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And really, that's kind of where I got my, um, my first trip, you know, my first time away from home, doing something new, traveling. And I, yeah, I'm super grateful for, for the hokey spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so I guess, so, so it seems like you're pretty, um, willing to try anything once, I guess would probably be the best way to do that or say that. So, so kind of as you, um, grew or got older or whatever, um, is that kind of what directed your decision to almost, um, I guess, as you were getting ready to graduate college and whatnot, um, with what I'm assuming was some sort of marketing degree, I could be wrong. Um, to kind of kind of create your own path in that and try to just put yourself in those uh, more or less unique opportunities. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'm asking, did you try to create that yourself or was that just kind of a nature of the, of the just graduating beach or beach uh, just graduating lifestyle um, and, you know, going out there and trying to figure out something to work, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I, um, I always credit it back to my sophomore year of college. I was looking for an internship and really wanted to get out to California, like I said. Um, and I was hoping to get a design internship at Surfing Magazine or Surfer Surfing, one of those. Yeah. And basically what I did, I didn't apply for anything. I just emailed every um every email i could find and i think it's called the masshead the section of the magazine where there's all the names and emails of the people oh, yeah. who work there and um through that i ended up you know getting the job moving out to california for the summer and and working with them and that kind of just showed me um the possibility, like all the possibilities that are out in the world. And it's just a matter of you going out and looking for them and applying yourself and putting yourself out there to seek what you want. Um, so I think it's always been kind of a part of me, but through these little experiences, I kind of gained the confidence and trusted myself in the process. And um, yeah, so when a friend approached me my senior year of college and said, hey, let's, you know, let's move to Australia, it, it wasn't daunting. I was like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Like, let's try. So um, that's kind of what kicked off my, you know, next phase of life of traveling and being a freelancer. Um, so, yeah, I, I think anything that comes my way when an opportunity presents itself, I, I always... Um, you know, I'm not scared. I think, I think a lot of that is just new knowledge that it could bring you. And yeah, it's, I'm, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying is straight out of college, you moved to Australia. Yes. Yeah. Where, where at in Australia? Um, I was living, I was living in Bondi, um, in Sydney. Okay. Bondi Beach. So I had found, basically, I did the same thing that I had done for the magazine. I just emailed every single kind of marketing or design agency and asked for um, a, a chance to work there because it's it's great for all of all of you listening who don't know. Australia offers a 
um, one year work and travel visa for people under 30, 30 or 32. So you can go to Australia or New Zealand and work for a year and you can make really good money, you know, see a new country and also be really close to Asia. So that's, that's what I did there. Um, one of the companies actually emailed me back and they were like, yeah, we can, we can offer you a trial, um, come and work for us for two weeks. And it actually didn't work out. I went and we just didn't, we just didn't vibe together well. Um, I actually left after the first week and a half and ended up um, finding a, a waitressing job at, at this oceanfront restaurant that I could go surf on my lunch break. And um, I started selling jewelry at the markets and just dog walking, like anything I could really do. Um, I ended up landing an internship for a really cool surf brand in Sydney. So it, it kind of worked out for the best that the job didn't work out because I'm I got a lot more hands-on experience and met some really cool people um, from all over the world who really introduced me to this backpacking, um, you know, nomad lifestyle that I think a lot of us in the States don't really know much about or um, no one really tells us we can go off and backpack for a year. Like, that's okay. So I'm extremely grateful for that and, and really have a lot of heart um, have a lot of like love in my heart for that experience that kind of kicked everything off. No, that makes sense. I, um, I sort of did a similar thing when I graduated college. I, I didn't move to Australia, but I did, um, go out there for three weeks. Um, uh, it was just, it was about an hour North of Brisbane, um, with some friends that I had met out there, but, um, like kind of like what you said, they, they, out there is just kind of a whole different way of life and just a whole different perspective. Cause the whole reason I met them actually is cause you know, there's this action sports camp out in uh, Woodward, Pennsylvania uh, called camp Woodward. And, you know, for the summers uh, they would just, you know, take three months off of their work, you know, save up and then just come and hang out in the States and then go travel and then head back to work. Like it was like, they could just take, you know, a three month break, which was, it just, um, it's kind of interesting how, things like that is more acceptable in different kind of cultures, you know, compared to the United States. Um, oh, yeah. Australia. <laughs> totally. They're like, and they're, yeah, they're, I don't know. I, I really loved the Australian, the culture and their attitude. They just don't take things as seriously, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a fun bunch. <laughs> so, um, and then, so from, from Australia, um, kind of getting that experience, I guess, you know, you've, you've worked with, um, you know, different nonprofits and that kind of stuff and other companies and, um, you know, looking through, uh, your social media and stuff. I mean, you seem to definitely care a lot about, um, kind of about the world and all it has to offer and find yourself in unique situations. Um, and also supporting uh, organizations like Ways for Development that are kind of making, um, you know, trying to make a positive difference or impact. Um, it, did you just kind of, um, I guess I'll call that a, a passion to try to help with that kind of stuff and help others in general. Did that just kind of happen from kind of all the, the experience that kind of your life has led you down that kind of just things worked out and, and you just kind of developed it from there? Yeah, so basically what, after Australia, I had done um, about an, an eight-month eight trip backpacking um, around Asia, Australia, New Zealand, you know, all, all, the, 
all the places. And I got back to the States with no money. I was, you know, kind of starting from bottom and I was just like, damn, like, I don't want to go work for a ad agency. I don't want to, you know, I didn't want just a normal desk job. And I'd been so inspired by my travels and everything I'd seen in Asia and all the warm, the warm souls that welcomed me in. And I was, I really still wanted to go out and travel and give back in some sort of way while I was traveling. Um, so I, I was looking up um, NGOs and different nonprofits that incorporate surfing or the ocean in some way and, and stumbled upon waves and basically sent them an email and um, was able to, to kind of act as a, uh, I guess like a mentor and kind of just giving them advice and things to do. And eventually um, I guess that was about two and a half years ago. Um, you know, that, that little volunteer gig I had has turned into a more, a more full on role. So um, I think in terms of just, I would credit back to traveling and, and just having these encounters with some, some of the locals and the communities where you just find yourself while you're out in the world and the impact they have on you. And just, I mean, that just feels so much better than any sort of like desk job I could have. So that's, I think that's where it all started. And um, since Waves, I, I've kind of just stumbled upon other NGOs or nonprofits or causes that need, need some work or we can do a trade. So it's, it's kind of all happened organically, to be honest. So, so going back to, to Waves, um, and, uh, you know, obviously I know a little bit about them with, with working with you guys. Um, so, so, but basically they're a, a, a volunteer organization. Uh, you basically go on a volunteer surf trip um, and you can correct me. I'm sure you have the spiel down a little bit better, but, uh, and then they impact the local communities there um, through education, uh, other programs like that. And then of course, you know, sustainability uh, with beach cleanups and, and things like that. So I guess with your involvement with waves, um, not only helping on their promotion side, um, and marketing side, but as actually being there and volunteering and interacting with uh, other volunteers and people within those communities, um, what what impact do you kind of see as a firsthand experience? What impact do you see Waves making um, and kind of that you have seen and kind of see where they're going? I guess if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I think one thing that I've noticed is with waves is how, you know, any volunteer that we, that comes or, or even like a small group, we, we do a lot of group trips, just how much can get done within, um, within a short amount of time, whether, you know, it's a community mural or if they're doing like a two week theater class for the community, it's just, for me, it's been really inspiring and amazing to see these volunteers who come and all that they can do within their time here and what kind of an effect they can have on the community. Um, I mean, through, through waves and what we're doing by offering these trips, um, we're here in Peru, Nicaragua, and Mexico, and um, actually we're offering group trips now to Guatemala as well. Um, I think we're just adding more consciousness into the the surf travel experience rather than just going and, you know, surfing every day and 
eating at the restaurant or whatever, you're actually interacting with the locals who live there and, and leaving, making an impact on them and leaving something behind once you leave. Um, I mean, we've had so many cool people come through and have shared their skills. And, you know, we had one volunteer who just did like two weeks of dance classes. And, and we have a volunteer currently who has encouraged um, a few of the local girls to come out to surf class. So to see the girls, you know, interacting and standing up on the board and catching waves is just so, so amazing. Um, yeah, so I think, I think a lot's coming for us. We're, we're looking for, um, I think we're looking at an, a location in Africa where, I mean, the idea of waves in the future is to have, you know, a, 10 different surf de de destinations around the world that you can go and surf and have a great time in the water, but then also outside of the water, giving back to the community and, and learning and sharing and collaborating. So that's, that's the, that's the end goal. And, and, and that's awesome. Cause I, I didn't really, um, you know, speaking with Dave some and stuff, um, I guess some of those expansions I didn't really realize or I might've slipped my mind, but, and I guess it all basically just kind of visiting those places and just kind of getting, meeting the people there that kind of share that same passion. Cause I would, I would imagine in each of those places, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a local person there that's kind of in charge of that area more or less to speak. And then, um, you know, waves obviously helps with the volunteers and, and whatnot. But I mean, obviously you have to, I would assume you have a big support from the local community, I guess is what I'm saying um, to yeah. help always have somebody it, there. Yeah, exactly. Like um, Dave, our CEO, he and two others built, you know, started waves as a pilot program about 10 years ago. So here in Lobitos, they've built it from the ground up, but actually in our other locations, we're partnering with nonprofits that already exist in that location to send them volunteers um, who can also surf. So it's not, it's, it doesn't make sense for us to go around the world and create these programs when they already exist. So um, that's why we're trying to partner with NGOs, not, um, grassroots organizations and other surf groups where we can collaborate and offer this program for surfers to, you know, have a platform to find, to find volunteering opportunities. That's, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, definitely excited to see kind of where that goes and it's fun, fun keeping up with you guys, um, in that aspect. So with, um, you know, obviously the whole, the whole travel thing has kind of been, uh, the theme here, but you know, with some of the places that you've been, you know, Peru, Australia, um, I think you just were Ecuador, um, out of all those, is there, is there, a, is there a place that kind of stands out that as, as you know, your favorite place to go to, um, that, you know, everybody should experience this at, at this country or something like that or. Yeah. Um, I really loved, um, uh, New Zealand. Okay. I, I was there for about six weeks. Um, we did about three week road trip with my friends. I would say it's one of the best places in the world to do a road trip because the, you have a, a mountain range going through the middle of the, of the country, kind of like Chile or, or Hawaii or something. So the, the landscape is constantly changing as you drive and it's, it's just so beautiful. Um, you know, they have the ocean, they have huge mountains, they have like green rolling hills and it's really, 
it, for me, I just found it to be very peaceful and felt very free there because there's not much going on. It's not super developed unless you're in the cities. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. I would encourage everyone to go to to New Zealand more so for the nature and, and the the activities you can do outside. They really have everything. Um, in terms of the culture and something different, I think what stands out in my head is Morocco. Um, I lived there for about three months or so and man, I loved it. All, everything from the food to the culture to, you know, just walking around in the markets. It just, it appeals to every sense. Like, oh man, I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. And not to mention it has really great surfing too. So okay. um, yeah, there's, there's lots to see in the world. It's like, that question is always so hard. It's kind of like, what's your favorite music? I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how, how long have you, I mean, I would assume, you know, you go and, and visit your family or, or whatnot, but um, how long have you kind of been out of the U.S. where it's not, um, I don't want to say not your home, but you know what I mean, where, you, you know, you've only gone back to visit or whatnot. I mean, has that been, I guess, the two years or, or whatnot since you started with Waves or, well, I guess, since you graduated um, almost? Yeah, it's been about three and a half years. So, um, yeah, three and a half years. I, it's 2018. Yeah, almost four years, I, which is crazy. Later, later this year will be four years. Um, just kind of bebopping around, like, whether it's finding a work opportunity, like in Morocco, for example, I worked at a surf and yoga retreat and did some of their marketing and photography in exchange for free rent and food. And while I was there, I could still work on my freelancing or, you know, in Peru, for example, I was here last year for eight months and it was the same. It was just, it's, it's a nice place. To, um, it, it's, for me, it's nice to settle down somewhere for longer than a few weeks so you can really understand what the place feels like and, and get to know the locals. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing is a little bit of like long, long trips. Oh, you still there? Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm here. I thought I might have lost you there. Cool. But yeah, so I guess, you know, when you go back to, uh, you know, to see your family, I'm sure you're, you have uh, plenty of stories to share with them. So they're probably pretty excited to, to hear all that stuff. Um, so let's see what, um, is there any, are there any specific like standout stories that, that you have from, from a trip, like anything specific that was maybe unexpected or didn't work out quite as plan but it ended up did working out or something like that or <laughs> yeah there's been tons of things that haven't worked <laughs> out that's like how traveling goes hey <laughs> <laughs> like you're in the airport and you're like oh but you need a visa and yeah so um yeah I one one that I I think is really really crazy I, I would have never expected this was um I was, I was backpacking in Oz actually. And, um, I had met this German guy who, who had like everything planned in his, his tent and his car, his kayak, his spear fishing gear. Like, so he, he was the perfect travel buddy. So we were traveling up the East coast and, um, 
basically we were trying to find a way out to the Whitsunday Islands, which are these beautiful string of islands. They're, it's all like white sand, crystal blue water. Um, one, of the, one of the bigger things to see in the East Coast of Oz rather than the Great Barrier Reef or whatever. Um, but the, the boat trips are super expensive. So us being backpackers, we were like, all right, well, how can we find our way around this so we don't have to pay? And um, so we had heard of people working on the boats, you know, cooking or, or doing like handing out drinks or whatever in exchange for a free trip there. So you get to the island, you can check it out, but you just have to work on your way. And um, so it was a rainy day. We were like spent the whole day like wandering from shop to shop trying to get in touch with someone who could offer this. But everyone was like, oh, you have to come back in two weeks. Like it just wasn't working out. And it was rainy, so you're like, man, maybe, yeah, maybe we should just give up on, like, maybe we should just move on, like, this isn't going to work out. And um, someone, one of the last places we went, they were like, hey, um, you guys should go check out the sailing club. Like, maybe there's a posting on the bulletin board. We went and we checked out, like, the waitress was like, it was like at a restaurant. She was like, can we help you? We're like, no, we're just here to look at the board. And there was a... a piece of paper that said, um, it said heading, heading north mid June call Steve. I'll never forget that. And it had a, a number. So we were like, uh, all right, well maybe we can get a ride with Steve. So we, we called him up and left a message and he, you know, we kind of waited, we were waiting for him to call us back and we were like, all right, let's just get out of here. It's not going to work out. And as we're leaving the town, Steve calls and Steve, you know, we were kind of in like the, in Queensland area. So he has this like thick Australian accent and he's like, yeah, we're leaving tomorrow. Like, get, why don't you come and like check out the boat? I've been pre- preparing her for um, the past, you know, year and a half to do this, this trip around Australia. Like I need crew. So we met up with him and he was just this like crazy wild ser- like sailor man. He had like long shaggy hair and like sun sun cancer scars from all the sun and just like such a dirty sailor mouth. And um we we actually like met him at his boat and had a few drinks with him and ended up spending the night on his boat. <laughs> and he was like, All right, we're leaving today. Like just need to go get the, you know, the ice and the food and we ended up taking off with Steve um, for eight days from, yeah, from the Whit- Whitsunday Island up into the Great Barrier Reef. Um, I-, I forget what town we ended up in, but we were sailing for eight days straight with this crazy drunken sailor man. <laughs> and I mean, it was a blast. It was, you know, I, there was nights where he would be like him and the German guy would be like working on the sails and I would be steering the boat. And it's so funny. He didn't have any navigation system or anything. He just went off his maps and the stars. So, um, man, like so many wild experiences, just catching fish and making up some like fish tacos for lunch and, and dealing with all the drama that, that comes with sailing. Um, but it was, it was a great experience. And, and, um, I don't know where Steve is today, but hope hope he's 
Hope he's doing good. <laughs> Hopefully he's still sailing. That sounds like an awesome experience, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was so it was so crazy, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it. He he always was. He always said like, "We're just dancing with the waves," and and I'll never forget the the day we left um, from the the Whit Sundays. He you know, he was sailing his boat and it, we, we stopped and like watched the sunset and he was just like, had tears coming down from his eyes because he was so happy to be out back at sea and, you know, had spent so long preparing his boat and he was, wow. I think he was, was half, half pirate or something, but <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been so many funny, funny stories like that. That's amazing. So, um, so who knows? I mean, the next time you see that bulletin board and says "call Steve or Bob" or just do it, you don't. You yeah, don't exactly. Go, go <laughs> test test the waters and yeah, you know, be safe. Like, trust your gut instinct. Make sure you're, you know, not getting on a boat with like a murderer. But <laughs> that, that's awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> um. Well, I think. Um, so, so with kind of all, all your, your different experiences and, and whatnot, um, going back into what many of us would consider the real world, um, you know, regular nine to five, whatnot, what, I guess from all those different experiences, um, and ways, different ways that you've been impacted through those, what do you think that, that we, I, I guess, as society or regular people or whatever you want to call it, um, could use more of kind of to make, um, you know, this, this kind of the positive ripple effect of kind of affecting people, um, in a better way. I mean, I'm sure with all these different places that you've been, I mean, you've seen, uh, probably some pretty bad stuff, some, some pretty good stuff, but I'm sure the common theme for a lot of it has kind of been people just being super thankful and humble, um, for what they do have, which I think, we um take granted for a lot so i don't know if you can speak a little bit on that or not yeah um i think i've learned a lot about trusting people mm -hmm. and um not letting my my judgments come too quickly especially in you know especially when your aunt messages you on Facebook and tells you you shouldn't go because it's she heard X, Y, and Z on the news about this country. It's just, it's so crazy how people um, draw conclusions so quickly. Um, so I've learned a lot about trusting others and trusting that, like I said before, that gut feeling that you might have, um, you know, your intuition is huge when you're traveling. Um, but for example, for the everyday person who's working the desk job and, you know, they want to get out, but they can't, you know, obviously can't quit their job. I'd say you can, you can just find those sort of experiences in, in your everyday life, just having the curiosity to talk to others and being open, feeling a little bit uncomfortable, maybe try and stick it out and see what you can learn from it and to grow up and, and yeah, share, share something with others. I, um, before, before I even started traveling, I, I loved to just, you know, talk to strangers. I, I have, um, I, I have a little, I used to have a blog called advice from a stranger where you just get in a conversation and, you know, share knowledge, share stories. And, and I'd 
often at the end of the conversation ask like, well, what kind of advice can you pass down to me? Um, like, what is it that you've learned that's most impactful that has been most impactful in your life? So, um, those kind of things that you experience traveling out in the world exist in your, in your hometown. I'm sure like, you know, whether it's through people or getting outside and going on a weekend camping trip or, or something like that, just something to kind of give you that inspiration and, and that push that maybe, you know, you kind of, it's hard to find when you're so comfortable living at home and, and in your routine. Awesome. And I guess that, that probably translates uh, well into kind of anybody that, um, th- that, that's kind of looking to follow, I don't know, a similar journey to yours as if, you know, as, you know, just graduating uh, college when you did and, and just kind of going for it, I guess it's just, um, just kind of following that, that passion and, and dream and, um, not really being afraid to take risks. It seems like it kind of fits that as well. Yeah. And, and one thing I'd like to say too, is that one thing I've noticed of traveling, interacting with a lot of, you know, a lot of poor people who, who, we might say, yeah, they're poor because they don't have a lot of money, but really they're so rich with happiness and, you know, they have such a strong bond to their family or their land or whatever. But these, these talented humans who don't have the option to do whatever they want, like we do have in the States, in the Western world, we're so lucky that, you know, we can choose the, the career we want to have and, and go to the school we want to go to or move to the city we want to move to because that's that's available in our where we live but you know in i was in cambodia and there's a farmer and i started talking to him and he spoke english and i was like impressed with that because you're in the middle of nowhere cambodia and i was like well what do you what do you do and he's like well i'm an artist i i want to i want to make art i want to be an artist but i can't because i you know i have to live here and help my parents with their farm and make money because we don't you know we're poor and i think that in itself has given me so insp- so much inspiration and, and should really, I think every American should be grateful for the endless options we have to do whatever we want, go wherever we want. Um, I know everyone doesn't have that option in the States, but generally speaking, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for the, the endless options I have and the fact that I can do and, and study and, you know, what, what it is I dream of. So I think, I hope everyone coming out of college listening now can, can think about that rather than, oh, I have to, you know, go get a desk job and do this because this is what society tells me. And I'm like, no, do choose what you're passionate about, you know, choose what's, what's keeping you up at night, what's driving you and, and try, at least try, you know, that's, that's at least what you can do is try and see, see what happens. Yeah. Well, I think that that's awesome. And I think that, that, um, a pretty, pretty solid way to end that as well with that advice. Um, so I do definitely appreciate, uh, you taking the time. Um, I'm sure you could be catching some waves right now, or you just got finished maybe before you hopped on the call, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, really, really thankful that you took the time to do that. Um, and, um, of course, best of luck with what, what you're out there and any future, um, travel adventures as well and kind of helping everybody out there. So thank you. Yeah, no worries. I'm, I'm happy to be here and and talk and I'm stoked to see what, what Illumin's got up next. That sounds good. Well, I, uh, I appreciate it.
Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.